Okay, welcome to episode 42 of Morning Brew. I'm Adam Sheridan. Uh, I'm Stephen Burke. And Stephen, why don't you walk us through what's happening right now? Right, so the heating is, is broken in my house, so I'm currently lighting a fire in the open fireplace in the sitting room. Uh, so as, uh, you know, we've electric heaters, but obviously when the when the night closes in on a stormy night, such so as tonight, we've got to get the firewood together and so on. It's got to be done. Is it stormy tonight? It's I don't know because I can blow it right, yeah. So wait, what do you Fuck what you. do you light it? Is it coal or is it wood? Is... We got some wood here, some coal. We got a little one of those uh, easy fire briquettes. I'm gonna get that going now. Oh, it's gonna, to, it's gonna drop. It's gonna drop to two degrees in a few hours. That's disgusting. Really? I don't like that at all. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's terrible. Our bed is right up against the radiator, so I can't sleep with the heating on at night, which normally is fine. But in like really cold nights, it means I'm fucked either way because I either wake up too cold or too hot. For anyone in or that uses Fahrenheit, that's thirty-five point six degrees Fahrenheit. So cold. I can never fucking understand. What Do you know that off the top of your head? Fahrenheit. I used to know it off the top of my head. I don't now. I just I put it in the calculator. What's what's like thirty degrees in Fahrenheit? Is that like a hundred or something? Thirty degrees Celsius. Yeah, like a hot uh, old day in Fahrenheit would be what? Well, thirty Celsius would be eighty six. So about ninety would be like a very like a ninety would be very hot. But a lot of places that have ninety temperatures would consider that to be like a nice day. You know what I mean? Like that's like a good yeah. day. Mm. Because like I was um. I was looking there, there was a story today in football about, I think, the Honduran um, football team who had to play the USA yesterday. And they had to play them in, like, Minnesota or somewhere like that. And the temperature was, like, minus 19 degrees. Um, what? Two, two of the players had to be treated for hypothermia. A bunch of the rest had to go on um, on an IV. Uh, and what? Then the, was the it minus US 19 Fahrenheit? That's what I was trying to see. I think it was minus 19 Celsius because I was looking up Minneapolis or Minnesota temperatures there and it said today it was minus 18. And I'm thinking, like, the US coach, yeah, minus 19 degrees Celsius. And the US coach was saying, yeah, well, I mean, we have to go down south and play in, you know, Brazil when it's 90 degrees. And my brain just did not translate that to Fahrenheit. I was like, there's no way you could play in 90 degrees. You'd be dead. <laughs> Hot stuff. <laughs> How does the. Like we can't play in this furnace, guys. We can't. We can't play ten thousand degree or ten thousand meters under sea level. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was about to say that, like you know, thirty degrees, like that's pretty bad. But I mean, if you're, yeah, I suppose. But all the, but, but like your gear and stuff on. Yeah, never mind. Like that. That would be misery. Yeah. Okay. So if you ninety Fahrenheit is like thirty. Nothing degrees. on a wet night in Stoke, though, is it? It's nothing like on a wet night on Stoke, though, is it? A cold, a cold wet night in Stoke. Yeah. No, that's the worst of all. It's um, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how someone had an opinion that was so your dad, so much of a granddad opinion that everyone has always remembered it since. It's like entered the lexicon because someone had such a bad take once. <laughs> Who said it? It's a great take, by the way. It was Andy Gray. He said it about Messi. That Messi wasn't great. After this, is after Messi had scored ninety goals in a year. And he said, yeah, but Messi's never scored in a cold, wet night in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> Surely it's up that. 
I think the implication being that Stoke would have beat the shit out of Messi so he couldn't have scored a goal because that was back <laughs> in, at the height of their uh, hard man era. And no, that was it. it. It literally dates to like 2012 or 2011 or something. Really? Yeah. God, that's really taking nuts. things over, hasn't it? As the and saying goes, someone you know? saying Messi isn't that great of all of all the takes to have. Yeah, well, fair. Jesus Christ. Here's a statistical and you, anomaly. And you're saying he's not integrative. Right, if, he's, he's, if, 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 there's, a, there's a phrase in football which is top right Messi, which is where it, normally you have these charts that will show like two statistics, like goals and assists, you know, and the further right you go on the x-axis, that's good. And the further up you go on the y-axis, that's good. And in all of these, you have players clustered around the center and then just fucking miles off in the top right corner is Messi. Or like most goals and assists or <coughs> most most smiles per 90 minutes or whatever <laughs> so is I, he a is he a uh, is he a problem yet is he has he come out as problematic yet no i don't think so um, okay. not, as, not as problematic as ronaldo anyway he hasn't been accused would, of anything like that would that would uh, would that really disappoint you if messi turned out to be a monster no i've always hated messi because he scored okay. against man because i support man united like all irish glory hunters and he scored against man united in the 2009 champions league final when i was 17 and i've borne a grudge ever since he's playing <laughs> shit he's playing shit this year and i'm fucking loving it who uh who yeah. who if so if someone came out and offended like there's all these allegations stuff against them and it turns out they are very problematic who what would who would be the one you'd be like the most disappointed by marcus rashford probably Oh, okay, you went for a footballer. I was just talking in general. No, in general, Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I like I like Marcus Rashford too. Because he fed the children, you know, that's important yeah. to do. Someone's got to do it. I don't know, if it was outside of football, um, I mean, it's, it'd be difficult because, you know, you sort of suspect that no celebrities are as clean as they, they seem, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I definitely have two. Like, there's one... There's one, and so if The Rock came out as like a major problem, that would be heartbreaking. That would be bad. I, I would like that. I would. That that's not something I suspect. Suspect, but that's definitely you know that category of people where if something negative came out about them, you'd be sort of like. But yeah. also, like when you consider the era they were like running big in, you know what I yeah, mean? Ex- exactly. And yeah, these people but, have been successful and adored and everything since you know their early twenties. So that's so mess you up. So here's my other one. Brian Cranston. <laughs> That's Brian, a good one. If he turned Brian out to Cranston actually be is, like Walter White. Yeah. Yeah, like if he was like just a giant fucking monster. Brian Cranston would be would genuinely be heartbreaking if it turned out that he was a like just a sociopath. Oh, oh, David Attenborough. If it turned out David Attenborough was a monster, okay. it, would just, it would just wreck everything. Because like, you know, he's just comes he comes across not only as just this nice man who wants everyone to learn, but also, you know, he's got that kind of that's entirely his persona. So if you were to undermine nice man by converting it to creepy old man would be terrible yeah yeah fair fair i try to think of others acting wise i guess tom hanks is a big one to people but i'm not like invested in any celeb in many celebrities being nice you know just the certain celebrities that always seem like genuinely nice people and i'd be disappointed if it turned out they weren't like brian cranston is like the top of the list where everyone that talks about brian cranston is like he's just the nicest fucking guy like for no, like he's just nice. He's uh, every day on set. He's like so appreciative and so happy and so nice, and he treats everyone with respect. And it's like, oh, if that turned out to be not true, like if it turned out that he actually is a giant asshole or like he's has some like weird sexual assault allegations, that would be heartbreaking. That would be terrible. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Or any, I, I guess maybe any of those actors where it's sort of funny that they're not amazing actors, but they're just nice, so everyone like keeps inviting them into movies. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Like, like John Cena, you know. Who, John who, Cena, uh, fair. Apparently, you know, not a tremendous actor, but James Gunn keeps casting him and stuff because he loves having him around. I think John Cena's a good comedy actor. Um, you know, I know he did a lot of those shitty action films for a while, um, like The Marine. Um, but I uh, that's a rite I of ju- passage for a wrestler. Uh, yeah, WWE. Yeah, but at least The Rock got to do. Uh, no, I was gonna say he got to do The Mummy, but that was before he left, and then he had to do an action film with Johnny Knoxville. So, <laughs> so now, now that I say it, actually, never mind, never mind. The Rock is not safe. He did one with Johnny Knoxville, and he did one with Sean William Scott. So he got both of the Dukes of Hazard in separate movies, and one of them is him coming out of a jungle, and it's shit. And one of them is him returning to his hometown and sorting it out because it's corrupt, and that's really good. But I can't remember what's what. I think the one where he's in the jungle is Johnny Knoxville. Is that Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, and then Walking Tall, I believe, is the one with Sean William Scott. Yeah, and that's really good. Walking Tall is really good. They man, they fucking tried in the 2000s. They really tried to make Sean William Scott a star. They really Bless tried shit. to make Johnny Knoxville a star. Like both yeah. of those dudes. <laughs> yeah, fair. But if you look at the Johnny Knoxville roles, you know what I mean. It's like, oh, he was what's he bad grandpa? It's like yeah. okay, he he's the jackass guy. He was, in the, he was in the Ringer, which the, as the further the more time passes, the worse and worse an idea for a movie it becomes. I uh, I'm secretly oh, like super oh, hyped to see the new jackass. The Ringer was about the guy who was and didn't have special needs uh, attending the Special Olympics. Oh, that's the worst thing I've ever fucking heard. And then South Park watched it and made a 20-minute episode based on a <laughs> two-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, they really try. If you look at Sean William Scott, Hollywood's seen him and they thought this guy is going to be a big star for us. And they fucking tried. They really tried. Sean William Scott's in a lot of big movies around the time when he was well they were trying to make him big and it just it just didn't pan out but that's true of everyone in american pie your one from how i met your mother is probably the only and and eugene levy of course are the only successful people from that every like they try to make jason biggs a thing it didn't work his biggest achievement is being in the teenage dirtbag video they try to make uh, which which though is actually scenes from a movie you know when they used to like just cut shit out of a movie and make the music video yeah. That's from a movie called Loser, which I never <laughs> knew. And it predates American Pie by like a year, and it has a lot of the same cast as that would go on to do American Pie. You, and you no told one me this. Yeah. T- and I looked up the plot of the movie, and the plot of the movie is not about someone whose boyfriend's a dick and he brings a gun to school. It's about a creepy professor. He, the love oh. rival is a creepy professor, not, not the dick boyfriend. They completely lied in, in that video. Sharpug? No, yeah, Have in, you in seen the movie, the... Loser. Yeah. Oh, Greg Kinnear is just a creepy professor who tries to listen. Until we watch, until we watch Loser, we cannot make this judgment. So, if anyone Mm. from the Lighthouse Cinema is listening, anyone from Hollywood Babylon is out there, I say let's get Loser for a Hollywood Babylon return. Is Hollywood Babylon back? No, (laughs) but if they put Mm. Loser on, I fucking bet it would be. I'd buy two tickets. Didn't Hollywood Babylon come back for like... Didn't we go week when it came back briefly in the sort of 2020 after the first in, in first year, first pandemic year and there was cake. We had to take off our masks to eat cake. Either that or I just conflated the two memories. 
I think you were at a birthday party, Stephen. <laughs> Maybe birthday parties, going to the cinema. I don't. I don't. No, remember. there was definitely cake at one of these gone. things. There was definitely cake at Hollywood Babylon that year. I mean, I've probably had, had it, def- it definitely seems like a Hollywood Babylon move. Hmm. You're just hungry, fake. There you <laughs> go. It's your dinner tonight. This is all every memory you have right a, now has cake in the middle of it. Pretty star. Pretty star. I haven't had anything to eat. I don't have to order. Uh, yeah, I, I had to fucking skip yeah, lunch I today. To order some. I had I had burger. I had uh, I had lunch for breakfast at like uh, weirdly I made two two toasted sandwiches in the frying pan at a quarter to twelve. Not breakfast. That's how my day went today. Hmm. You're a frying pan guy for a toasted sandwich. Big believer. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on board. So the trick, I'm, I'm bo- trick is to I give thought a, you would have wanted to give Nah, trick is right. You put the sandwich together. And if it's coming straight from the fridge, you give the sandwich a quick blast in the microwave, like 30 seconds or something. Just take the chill out of it, fire it in the frying pan, and that way it doesn't get too burnt. Okay. I use a cast iron skillet for my toasted sandwiches because I'm like seven levels of middle class above you guys. Why do you bother? Because I have it there. Don't have a toaster. No, don't have a George no, Foreman. Why do you? Why do you? You don't have a toaster. Why do you bother with cast iron though? Would you not just use like stainless steel like chefs use? No, because cast iron has the nice ridges on it, so I get those cool little burn ridges on the on the bed. Okay. Anthony Bourdain has a whole bit about this. Entire reason. He has a whole bit about this in Kitchen Confidential. There's absolutely no point in having uh, the old uh, cast iron too much too much faffing around. We're Restorative, use stainless steel because you just scrub the, you just go at it with a scouring pad until uh, either the filth comes off or you put a hole in the pan. I wish you told Kitchen me confidential. How do you recommend? Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Anthony Berlin. Yeah, RIP, pouring it for our homie. Ah, I, I could, but I don't want to. I don't want to get my couch wet. Is this where we <laughs> we adapt random celebrities as homies of the show? That can be a new official ah, thing. People want I to think, nominate homies of the show. Uh, I think I think everyone would have been a homie of Anthony Bourdain. I've never met him. You know, not like when we were hanging out with our good buddy The Rock. Um, but Anthony Bourdain, I, I've been friends with Anthony Bourdain. Plus, Anthony Bourdain was like fucking jacked. I was once in the background of a food show that was filming in Dublin. Yeah. You, wait, well, I thought you were... For once in the background of, of first dates. First dates? Yeah, that's different. Oh. I was also I've in the background of two shows. Dan, uh, you'll do anything for a free dinner. Really? The second one wasn't even for What's a free it? dinner. It was Mad just, dinner. Mad I for dinner. To, so I used to work in the CHQ building, um, <laughs> and they did that Netflix show. Uh, I think they might still be doing it, Somebody Feed Phil, where the celebrity in question uh-huh. was the guy who created Everybody Hates Raymond. Not even fucking Ray Romano, just the fucking <laughs> producer or writer behind it. And the concept <laughs> behind the show is he travels around the, Europe being fed. And seeing the sights, and the sights that they picked for Dublin was the uh, epic show, and then they come into the Family History Centre at the end, and there's a there's a scene. Apparently, I just freeze up on camera, and there's a scene um, that they filmed. I can't, I haven't actually checked the episode, so maybe it's not in it, but they certainly filmed it, and I got told off by the producer afterwards, where I'm just standing there in the background, staring dead eyed into the camera, arms rigid by my side. <laughs> As they record, I just couldn't think of what to do. It's like act natural. Fuck, how does one act natural? You know that's in, ask, in the IT crowd where they like they. Yeah. Can I ask a question, Don? Were you paid any money for that? No, it was just a normal day of work for me. 
So why why I mean, does the producer tick you off for something? Ah, uh, because any, they're any fucking got doing ticking you off producers. over something you didn't pay you to do. If you film a documentary oh. or reality, you get annoyed at reality for not being the way you want it to be. I suppose so. Fair. But anyway, um, I realized then that I have no idea how to act natural. Like, you know that scene in the IT crowd where they the three guys are told to act natural and they all sort of like posing at right angles or like <laughs> act, acting weirdly like floppy against the, That's basically what happened to me. I started like, you know, forgetting what my body was and how to use it. My, my go-to is just to start doing calisthenics. Fucking jumping jacks. Maybe do some knee lifts. I should have started flexing in the background, yeah. Hit on all of the staff members. And when I was on the background, I was also then, yeah, dear listeners, in the background of First Dates Ireland, where they were yeah, putting out a call for background daters so they give you a free dinner, and I think they pay you like 20 quid, which you had to spend on the drinks. <laughs> we're, um, we're looking for so, hungry boys <laughs> so i i did it i did it with two friends of mine um and we did and my was it a my, set was it a set dinner or did they set you up with people or did you just go with your mates it's a it's a it's a legitimate date like you go in you're you you, you register to do it you go into the men's room and the women's room so my two friends are women so they went into the women's room i was in the men's room and um hold you on played, you play you drinking games for it yeah, that's what having female <laughs> friends is. Yeah. Hang on, I gotta take this it call. A, it was a power play. But anyway, <laughs> can we mute him? Uh, uh, can you? You can mute him. I think. Uh, oh, Angela has tricks in her voice. Jesus Christ, Stephen! <laughs> All right, let me let me see if I can. Call him. No, no, never mind. No, it won't let me do it. Well, I'm just going to talk. Just yeah, gonna talk. Um, so anyway, you get put in the men's room and you have to do drinking games for an hour. So you spend an hour doing drinking games so that the main guy is pissed as he goes on the show because that's better television. But you're also nice. fairly shit-faced. And then they assign you a blind date from the women in the other room. And they apparently do try and match you up because I matched with a girl who was working in uh, the National Museum when I was doing my PhD, so it was a good match, and it was a you know I had a quite a pleasant date. We went on like one second one, and then didn't see each other, but it was you know it was pretty nice. But my friend, okay, darling, we've got the nerds with the nerds, the history nerds with the history nerds, and the science nerds with the science. I think I was the only nerd there, to be honest. But my but my friend <laughs> had such a terrible you date that she you said, finally you said, said she worked in the National Museum. No, yeah, this was my, this was my date. She was nice. She was grand. It was grand. It was a nice date. Oh, okay, but the um, she wasn't a nerd. The, no, no, she wasn't a nerd. Museum art nerd. <laughs> mm-hmm. But any- anyway, my, my friend had such a shit date that she finally agreed to be set up with um the other friend's friend who we met in town afterwards. And they've been <laughs> married four years now. So first dates provided wow. such a terrible date that it set my friend up with her husband. Wow. That's good to hear. So if you want to find a partner, go on first dates and then immediately afterwards date someone else. <laughs> date the other <laughs> guy. <laughs> Date anyone else on the show. Yeah, exactly. Do not trust their algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh. Yeah, I've never, I've never. That's so funny that you were. I didn't know about the second one. I would. I don't think I've ever heard about the second one till tonight. I was deeply embarrassed by it for a while until I realized, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fine manner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Who's who's off putting now? Fucking Ray Romano. Well, that's the biggest. That. That's the fucking best grift, by the way. Like fucking. Oh, let's. I have. I have, I'm gonna pitch you a show where like you guys send me around the world and feed me. What a fucking genius move. No, the the best grift are those people who talk at work conferences on like you know how to how to be productive or you know the key to happy working or all this kind of shit. And they not only convince the company to pay for them to talk at the thing, but then afterwards they convince the company to fucking buy a copy of their book for every employee. Those guys I, are uh, geniuses. No, that's I, yeah, I get that, but that to me feels like a lot more work. You know, like someone sending me to France to fucking eat duck confit or whatever, that's not nothing. I can sit on a plane, I can put a fork in my mouth. But if I have to <laughs> if I have to fucking bullshit for like ninety minutes at a big conference of fucking accountants, I, I don't know. I that seems like a lot, man. I I don't know. I'm genuinely impressed that your first thought for fancy dinner was duck confit. I don't know, Pat <laughs> and panicked and said like paella or something. Wait <laughs> it's just I don't know. Aoife's a foodie. What do you want from me? I just I name I name something Aoife would order and then I'm good to go. When was the last time you had duck confit? What is duck confit? Uh, it's just a duck salad, right? It's a warm duck salad. I don't fucking know. Fair play. It's like <laughs> I, I, it's, I'm pretty sure it is. I could be wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's just like it's just like a salad with like, you know, slices of duck on top. I'm probably completely wrong. <laughs> duck confit? <laughs> what is it? A duck... I looked up duck confit instead. C O N F I T. Use this in a cassoulet. Now I need to know what a cassoulet is before I can uh, do it. This is like an onion. There's so many layers. It just looks like a bean <laughs> thing, to be honest. That's, oh. that's, a, that's as fucking much detail as I'm willing to get into duck confit. It's a bean thing, according to the BBC. Okay. Okay. So I was wrong. It's not a salad. It's a, it's a bean. <laughs> it's you a duck hope, bean. You better hope Ethan never listens to this episode. Oh no, she listens to all of them. Oh no. So I do. Okay. Actually, I do actually have a topic for for today. Okay. Which is an overdue apology to Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. Okay. Because after saying that, you know, the last Pokemon game, Brilliant Diamond, whatever it is, was pretty terrible. You know, it was actually an irritating experience by the end. I bought against my better judgment Pokemon Arceus. I like that they. Really I like they. I like they still got you. <laughs> yeah. like, I hate this, and they still got you. They still worms their way in. It's just because I am chasing that dream I had when I was five of just being able to like play free form Pokemon Snap, which this game comes <laughs> pretty close to doing. But I mean, first first point: the fact that they still don't know how to pronounce Arceus because they refuse to hire voice actors in 2022 is is its own fucking problem. But the game <laughs> the game itself is surprisingly very good. Um, okay. Who would have thought that if you just break that fucking boring formula of a 90s JRPG and try to make a more modern style game, it would be good. So you basically wander about five different areas with Pokemon randomly appearing and you just you can throw Pokeballs at them, catch them, throw your Pokemon at them to fight them. But most importantly, most Pokemon, if they see you, will fucking just chase you and not try to kill your Pokemon. They will try to kill you. The game is very clear that you're at risk of death walking around these super-powered creatures, which is entirely fair and entirely correct. So, you basically... So, I have a question. Okay. I've been seeing this show up on my timeline a lot. There's a lot of talk about it, people posting videos, screenshots, all the rest. What the fuck is the game? I don't know what actually... I don't know what the game is. 
So the the actual okay. So the the, the aim of the game, as a, a, you know, the nominal structure around it, is you fall out of a hole in the sky, land in in the ancient past in this Pokemon region where people like it's so ancient that people haven't learned that they can catch Pokemon yet. So because you're from the future, you know that you can catch Pokemon, and people are like Jesus Christ, you're the smartest man who's ever lived, and. Um, the people essentially send you out in these missions to five different areas um, to like solve the issues that they're having there. Like all these important Pokemon are basically just going batshit, and you have to calm them down. But you can only do okay. that by seeing and catching Pokemon, and like you have to unlock different. You have to like learn about the Pokemon to fill out your Pokedex, and that's stuff like see Bidoof use water guns seventeen times, and all this kind of random shit. Yeah. Um, okay, but, but functionally, it's just catch every Pokemon. And if you've done okay. that in every area, that's the, the actual purpose of the game is just explore the area, walk around, and catch Pokemon. So all of those lazy Breath of the Wild comparisons with Pokemon are actually pretty accurate. That's the closest to the valid experience. You just wander, ooh, what's over there? What's over there? And of course, because okay. it's Game Freak making it, nothing is over there except maybe a Machoke. There's, there's, like, it's, it's, it, it, there's a lot of still problems with it because Game Freak is you know, a shit company. It's a very empty world. There isn't really anything to discover, you know, and there's like fucking Paris is everywhere. You know that fucking bug Pokemon with the mushroom on its back? The that crab. Yeah, that little cunt is everywhere and he fucking is violent. He sees you from miles <laughs> away and will chase you across the entire map. It's amazing how I'm pretty sure has changed on all of these Pokemon because of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a shiny pog with him on it when I was a kid. That you like him as a result? No, I just had a shiny. It was my only <laughs> shiny bug. It was just cool. I had a shiny one. I have to say, the major fucking decision, which I love uh, that they've done, is that they've removed that requirement where you need to trade a Pokemon to get it to evolve, and now you can just give it an item instead. So, as someone who never had a fucking friend who would play Pokemon at the same time as him when I was 10, finally I can get an Alakazam after years of not, not having had yeah. one. And let me tell okay. you. I'm living the dream, baby. It's just as good as I thought it was going to be. That fucking dude with his two spoons, and every time you bring him out, he like just shows you his spoons. I'm like, awesome spoons, he, man. He is Killed so fucking ready for a big bowl of cereal. It's he a is just we- so fucking ready. Well, so I was watching a nerdy point that it's a really weirdly dated reference, because he's basically a reference to Yuri Geller, who like hasn't <laughs> been relevant since Pokemon came out. But there's still one of the most important Pokemon in the entire game is basically Yuri Geller, the Pokemon. Yuri Geller turns up in the news from time at least once a year. He gives like New Year directions and stuff to the sun. No, <laughs> okay. Fair, why I not? Would, I would rather Alakazam gave New Year's predictions that were all just him going, Alakazam! <laughs> Shazam! Just on a fucking talk show, just saying his name over and over again. It's like, ah, oh, you understand. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent point, Alakazam. Yeah, like he, he, was in the, he was in the newspapers, he was in the newspapers like literally last week Yuri oh. Geller with NASA uh, uh, about alien invasion after a strange discovery oh do you know uh, what speak it, speak... yeah it was in the mirror like, speaking of batshit celebrities you know who apparently is utterly fucking mad Paco oh. Rabanne you know the, the perfume dude apparently in like 1999 <laughs> he, pre- he predicted that he had a dream where he saw the Seine in flames and he was certain that the International Space Station or the Mer Station, I don't know if that's the same thing was going to crash in Paris in like two months time and when it didn't happen he just retired from public life you so, know what's crazy? Okay, he's still alive and he's been Fair retired enough. from public life for 20 something so, years this is, he also said he killed Jesus 
and that he was like 40,000 years old. Like, he was I think, full on mad. I think he might have been drinking the maybe, perfume. Maybe he's experiencing psychosis. Yeah, from drinking too much perfume over his life. He gets up, big old, well, big no, old swig of... If it turned out, if it turned out some sort of social disorder, obviously it would be pretty good reason to resign yourself from public life. It sounds, no, but this sounds is after 30 to 40 years. Not going to lie. This is after 30 to 40 years of extended, unusual statements while also successfully building up his business. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, th- I think it's just he, he's a weirdo. You know, I, f- I feel mm. like I feel like if it, I feel like psychosis would. Uh, he's just a freak. Would be a more readily well, apparent things like bipolar, things, issue. Things like bipolar disorder and, and that kind of thing. A lot of psychotic disorders are degenerative in the same way that Alzheimer's is. Yeah, I guess, but he's never been dying. I don't know. I don't want to get too much into Not this publicly, anyway. and, and start making claims oh. that I can't back up. So I, you know, so, I'll, I'll accept your point, Steve. But so should, it's weird, right? So, so like, harsh. he has a dream, and like in his dream, like the space station explodes or whatever. Like, it, I, and maybe he just fell asleep watching, like, you know, asteroid or something. I don't. Who fucking knows? Um, or it, it maybe Armageddon or something. Maybe he fell asleep watching Armageddon. Who knows? I have no idea. But. <laughs> I just I love that like some people have a dream and they'll go out and they'll say it in public with a straight face but like like as if they've never had a dream before in their life and this is like a fucking like prediction they've been given by God whereas I wake up and I'm like man that was fucking weird that a gorilla was doing a home inspection crazy (laughs) (laughs) but like but like this guy's like no I must go to the press immediately I have had a vision and it's like no dude you were asleep my, my, I had a dream the other day. I had a dream like three days ago that it was my wedding, and the caterers completely fucked up and started bringing out the food while no one was at their table, and they didn't have enough chairs, and I had to run to the chair to sit down. But all I remember from the dream is leaning over to Nuria with a smug smirk on my face, and I'm like, "Don't worry, I'm pretty sure this is a dream, and it's not the real wedding." <laughs> That's where That's I, was, um, I had no? a dream about your wedding as well. The same Which thing hasn't happened? happened yet, Dan. No, but it was just uh, uh, yeah, something seemed to happen. There weren't enough chairs for everybody. I can't tell you that much. Oh fuck! <laughs> maybe maybe this is uh, the universe trying to. We need to check with Paco Raban. And let's see what else. Yeah, there was some problem with the food too. I'm pretty sure oh. it was your wedding, unless maybe it was Adam's wedding. But Adam's wedding happened, and there were enough chairs for everybody. So there's only two That's of them traumatized by the to. food. Could be. I know, I know. Honestly. It was a wedding with one of my male friends, and I was robbed to help try and because people kept arriving, and I was trying to find them seats. I tried to get Rob to help me find seats, and he just ignored me. So I do, I do fine. love that in your dream you were trying. I was to part save of the problem. Wedding. Rob was just ignoring. <laughs> Rob was ignoring me. He kept going, kept going back to his pint and refusing to help me like find chairs for all the people who were arriving and getting upset. <laughs> this legitimately just sounds like it might have been three o'clock at the morning at Adam's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. <laughs> no, people were going I away. Have... Like, <laughs> I would love the idea that I just invited endless people to my wedding. Like, you arrive at eight o'clock. You arrive at nine o'clock. You, you're... <laughs> you guys, you're the boss wave. You arrive at eleven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> with with tiny hammers, <laughs> just to cause I mean... just to cause disruption. That's my indie just, game as wedding theater, wedding planner two thousand. Just come in, just come in and start absolutely smashing up. Actually, that would be good though. Imagine like a side scroller game, <laughs> something like Keggers or something. 
or, or like, like maybe maybe make it like, like maybe war. make a doom style where you have to you have to defeat like I don't know some guided monster who comes break up the place. The cops arrive. Bridezilla. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll get on that soon. <laughs> well, look out for it on on the on the Nintendo Switch. I little hammer. I, bro. Are you gonna do a topic, Adam, or a lie? You can jump in. Sorry, I was lying on the floor. It was very enjoyable. So you guys will have been aware. You'll be aware, of course, by now that um, the house that me and Dan used to share uh, is now on the market for sale for a mere four hundred and twenty-five thousand euro, which is extremely upsetting. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fucking ironically. Good. It's ironically it's uh, it's uh, is it t- it's ten thousand the rent that I used to. It's ten thousand times the, the that I used to pay for the room that I was in. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, that a thousand, right. it's a thousand no, times a thousand the monthly rent. Yeah, a thousand times. Yeah, unless you yeah, were paying exactly like one thousand, what I used to pay every month. So and take me uh, at the rate I was paying for the room. It would take uh, a thousand years. Uh, no, uh, eighty years for me to pay the mortgage <laughs> at that rate. Without calculating for interest, probably a hundred of it. So I was I looking at the pictures. Now, though, but... Like when you put that up, I looked at the pictures and I noticed they still haven't cleaned the carpets from from, no. from when we moved in. They still, ha- no. I could, I think I could still see like the dents in the wall from when we hung up bunting and then pulled it down too hard. Um, like <laughs> it was. That house is not in a good. St- I, you you were saying they still haven't fixed the uh, this the one room that has single glazed windows for whatever reason. <laughs> Forced Owen to like you know put on several layers of jumpers when he went to bed in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second, let the cat out to my mom here. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a fucking. There's no way to get four hundred twenty five thousand for that that like, house. Like the house is um. Former podcast studio. It's the location that's good. Like it is a great location. Yeah. yeah. Like that's and a nice surround by guards like, and all the surrounding houses. I took down my pull-up bar, and the worst of the worst, I left clothes pegs on the line, obviously that I had paid for, and they're being sold with the house. Do you want to break in? Do you want to stage a heist to get back to the clothes pegs? Do you think they ever removed those lamps from five, the attic? Five, there's five. There's five clothes pegs, and they removed a lot of other stuff, but there's there's no pictures up in the attic. So maybe some an unpleasant surprise when they move into what they think is a, a completely cleared house with no remaining memories of the uh, the previous seating individuals ex- exceptionally poor taste in interior decorating, and then they go up you know there what and you find all done? those glass lampshades. I can't believe I didn't mm-hmm. think of this. What you should do if you're leaving a house that you rent or own, and you're selling mm. this place or you're moving out, if you have an attic in a small dark corner of the attic, put a clown doll. Just, just stick a clown doll in there, just for like an inevitable time when someone goes up to like get the Christmas decorations or something, and this doll falls over and they just collapse out of pure fear. Or what you do is you um, you take a a fire alarm, get a full battery, and just hide it somewhere in the eaves, and then when it starts to run out of battery, it'll start to go off, and and they'll never find it. I think he was sending an anonymous note to the address saying that on such and such a date, uh, a house guest shot in the bath. It was horrific. Anyway, (laughs) 
I, I forgot about still, that. I want to keep that up. Oh my god! I might describe just describe it in vivid detail because if I have to remember that about their house and they're going to pay for it, I think <laughs> I think they should have to as well. But I think the major thing here as well is that they, it's finally on the market after a year, so they kicked you out a year early for no in the middle of a pandemic for no reason. Yeah. Well, to I moved out. I moved out voluntarily well ahead of time. Um, the eviction date was in March. And I moved out the preceding October, I think. Now the eviction date given should have the the given the the eviction date given would have required them to sell it or to sell it before the seventeenth of December. It's still up for sale, or it's only just as as far as I can tell, just gone up for sales. What's that tell you? I don't know how long the other guys yeah. have stayed for. So maybe they stayed longer and it doesn't change the eviction date. I don't know. Maybe it was probably beneficial for them actually to keep them there for a little bit during COVID. Yeah, hell of a fucking price tag though. There's no way it's going to sell for that. It will. It'll sell for over well over that. It'll sell for over four hundred and fifty k. That's fucking. I I just don't understand who's buying it. Uh, rich motherfuckers with pent up savings. I guess so. It's just I I don't I don't feel that it's a it's a good enough location and a good enough property to be worth the time and effort and money that it's going to take. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just a personal thing. Well, for starters, well, for, for, the, for context, the, entire, feel- the walls all the way around the outside need to be done. Um, how, like I've, I've no idea how much that costs, but like on a terraced house, you're like, that's a full job. It needs to be redone because all the houses, all the houses on that street that have been moved into by new families, and they all get the internal done. Yeah. So it's um yeah. Pricey enough. Mid ter okay, let's see what mid terrace houses get cost to uh I'm gonna say about twelve grand. Uh oh no, eight well gross to eleven hundred eleven thousand hundred with less less grant eight thousand four hundred. But then, as well okay. as that, they're going to want to do the windows. Like all the windows done, even the double glass that's in there now is pretty shitty. Like they're probably the cheapest windows you could have got for the house. And then the but back I of the house. Yeah. There was so much black mold in my room, and I don't know where it was coming from. And it was coming, I was on the ceiling in my room, and in Petey's room, it yeah. was on the floor and the lower walls. So it was very There's versatile black mold. Pretty bad. Like. It's, it's probably it's a. It's just uh, terrible. It's but you know why that is? Go. Go on, Adam. I was just gonna say it's the probably like a set of nails. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> the walls are just the walls in the house are concrete block, like they're soft, solid yeah. concrete or concrete blocks. It just conducts the cold straight through and creates a cold surface on the inside of the walls that just sweats. It's wet because it's gonna attract condens or it's gonna collect condensation from the from the room because it's it's like the inside of a car windscreen, like. This is yeah, it's, it's, it's no a misery too. Walls. And like, like you you're, you're uh, go. Literally on a cold day, you couldn't put your, you couldn't put, like, you could not put your back up against the wall on a cold night if you wanted to. Like, you'd freeze on the on one of the external walls. It'd be really cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's not even as bad. Like, my uh, my grandmother's house is a cabra house, um, and it's one of those really big mm. cabra houses. They didn't have insulation in that place. Probably up until about ten years ago, and mm. that fucking sucked. 
I don't know how the yeah. fuck you could live in a house for so long like that. And because it was so big and so airy, the whole fucking house was like a fucking freezer. It was a misery. I mm. fucking hated going near it. Um, but like that, the place that you guys used to live in, I mean, it's not as bad because thankfully it's a, it's quite a bit smaller, but like it's still a fucking it's tiny and it's got a huge boiler. It's tiny as a new boiler, but it's got, um, it's got quite a big boiler for the size of the house. Like it's a, only a 90 square meter house, according to the ad. So I think they just put in a bigger boiler than it needs. But what weirds me out is they've, they've upgraded it to a C3. It was rated a fucking G when we rented it out. From Daft. <laughs> what does that tell you? Like, what does that tell you? I don't, I don't know what exactly they may have changed materially about the house to get it from a G, which is the lowest rating for energy efficiency that you can get, to a C3. But I think they, they just, found a very they generous They just staple blankets processor. to the walls. Maybe enough black There's mold nothing. has built up where it's like it's a changed. covering and so it's heating. <laughs> All the peeling wallpaper is trapped air pockets. Would, those, uh, would that be your stuff, though? Does anyone actually monitor that? Because, like, every fucking house I ever see, or apartment or whatever, always lists themselves as a fucking B. Whether it's, like, very clearly no insulation and there's no windows on the fucking thing, or whether it's a brand new build, they're always a fucking B. They always just sit on a B. Mm. Like, does anyone monitor that? Um, I think they're required by law to have a BEOR rating when they're listed, unless they're, unless they're below a certain square footage. But there's no like real like monitoring or. I doubt it doesn't yeah. seem to be like. I'd say you can give your assessor a quick fucking backhander like. <laughs> Just do it yourself. Oh, I assessed it. It was lovely and warm when I was there. Feels I like mean, a sea. To be honest, it's probably one of those things that people could report but never do. So it never ends up being. Well, that's, that's what I'm kind of asking. Like, is, look, is, I, is there someone I'm, that I'm looking, I'm looking into it. I'm looking into it right now. Code of practice for BEOR assessors. Hmm. I'll become a processor. I'll take that job. I just want one house. BEOR assessor complaints. <laughs> but also, like, the funny thing is, like, how do you prove it? It's like, hey, this place says C, but look, it's fucking freezing. <laughs> hmm. Here's a selfie of me shivering. Like, how is this possibly a C? <laughs> 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 what, like, how, how do you actually write a complaint up? Do you have to get a BUR assessor uh, to come in and then you can write the complaint? I don't know. <laughs> uh, deliver our services to stakeholders, SEII code of governance. Who can give feedback, complaint, or appeal? Any person who receives requests or is directly affected by the services of SEAI or who is involved, grant programs administered by SEAI, the Sustainable Energy Association of Ireland. Hmm. 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 Sounds like a scam to me. Complaints. Yeah. We regard a complaint as a expression of dissatisfaction about SEAI. Any third party acting on behalf of SEAI. I think that includes BUR assessors. Do you know what? I think I'll just send in a little complaint there. What Wait do you think, John? Will you sign? This is, do you this remember? Is what, do you remember what the yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember you, what the. Do you remember said. what the BUR cert was? It. No, but maybe yeah, I could find it. You, you're the one who found I, it. I, I, I think you should find if it. If I find the link, I probably sent the link on to you guys. I could probably mm. find it somewhere. Uh, if it's a link to the actual page, it's probably gone. But if Are they you... not archived? Do they not? I, I wouldn't say don't, so. The, I'd say the, it's gone. The ads don't get cached. The ads don't, don't get cached Google, as far as I know. But, uh, we, might but... Have, we might have put it in an old WhatsApp group chat. 
But if you do find the link, you could possibly weigh back it as well. Mm. So I've use tried the that back machine, you can probably open it. And it doesn't have worked before. Um, yeah. Also, if you maybe if you replied, maybe if you message them through Daft, maybe it has like a summary of it. Mm. I'm just throwing out ideas. I have no do. fucking clue. No, I'd imagine it was Dan because Dan seems to do most of the work. In fairness, one <laughs> during that period. No, I know. Um, I know. Dan. Uh, Dan was the one who was the viewing that time. Or the house. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. In fact, you went I, to the viewing, and we all I did it. Did, you did the viewing. Yeah, I did like three in a row, and you could see the mm. people getting picked off in order of preference. The house of girls <laughs> the house of professionals and the house of white irish people it was it, it was a lesson Fuck. yeah um house share rest in peace to the old podcast studio eh all right when do we move in 2015 uh tw- was it late 2014 no it was like no, it was, was mid 2015 yeah, it would have to be because I only came back at the end of 2014 mm. or start of 2015, really. So I it probably it would have had to have been 2015 time, maybe even 2016, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it hard be... to keep track. All the years blend together. Yeah. God damn. Mm. All That's what getting old is like. Everyone being a dickhead um, when <laughs> yeah. you do viewings and they cancel it at the last minute and all that kind of shit. Yeah, the weirdest viewing, weirdest viewing of my fucking life is the one me and you went to Stephen. When we went out to the, oh, uh, fuck, the one with the toilet, the, the one with the toilet plumbed into the front room. Yeah, where clearly it was like uh, elderly. I, I think that was a live. Simpsons joke. I don't think that's uh, a real thing. Yeah, it was behind no, a. Uh, you know, you don't leave us. You no, know, but... uh, we have pictures. Dan, your room would have come with a hot plate. This is the hot plate house. Yeah, the hot plate house. There was a for so for anyone listening, I guess we'll go over it before we end the show. Um, for anyone listening, so me and Stephen went out to view this house years ago for a place for me, Dan, and Stephen to rent together. And we get into this house, and you know, it's a, 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 a very much like an older house, like it's you know, ancient decor in there. Didn't really pay attention when we first walked in, and then we started to notice things, but like old wallpaper, like old ratty paint that was like starting to peel off the walls because it's about 15 years old mostly off color and um, really old like pattern carpets and stuff like bizarre stuff and then <laughs> we noticed that like in the sitting room there was like this old little chair and in the corner of the room was like a like a like a shelving unit that very clearly had mm-hmm. family photos and stuff in there and like little like ornaments collected over over someone's lifetime we're like well that's a bit that's a bit strange and then we walked into like the, the bigger like open area part of the sitting room that connects to the kitchen, and there's a bed. I'm like, okay, well, that's a bit odd. Um, the guy very confidently tells us, like, don't worry, I can move the bed if you want. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't want a bed in the sitting room. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't help anyone uh, here. I don't know. That sounds, I, and the more I think about it, the more I think, yeah, I'd love a sitting room bed. That'd and then great. in the corner, you know those like really tall, like changing area, like partitions? You might see them in like movies and stuff. If like someone's getting dressed in like a dressing room, they have like a it's like a folding partition essentially, with, like patterns on it or whatever. There's one of those in the corner of the room, and behind it is just a toilet. 
Not like a bathroom, not like, you know, a room this that you put in with a toilet in it. It's just a toilet that they've covered with a folding partition. Like just sitting there mm. on the carpet, just the a room, fucking toilet. The room smelled like the room smelled like toilet block as well. I think it's important to get that across. Oh. In fairness, probably because I'd have to guess they ran the kitchen plumbing into this toilet to try and get it to flush. <laughs> which you're not going to do because it's oh, a fucking eight. toilet. So <laughs> there's a toilet there. And then we go upstairs. We're looking at the rest of the house. If the rest of the house wasn't too bad, that was the weirdest part. But we got up to one of the bedrooms and Dan at the time wanted the smallest bedroom so he could pay the least amount of rent because um, he was still during his PhD. And in this bedroom... It's a single bed squashed into a room that I'm shocked they got a bed into. Even if you built it in there, I can't believe they got a bed in. And there's like these two shelves that take up the rest of the room. And they're not that big. And on it is like a microwave and a hot plate. And like the guy was so cheery and he was like, yeah, like that comes with the house. <laughs> like, I miss, imagine the power I would have wielded as the microwave and hot plate, man. Yeah, it's it just would have like, be yeah. nice to me if they wanted hot food. It comes with the house. And then, like, we went into the, the garage. And the garage was actually pretty fucking big. It was a nice big garage, shockingly. <laughs> and he told us that, like, if we gave him notice, he could empty the garage. But whatever was in it, we could keep if we wanted. But essentially, like, yeah, if you want to actually use this garage, you're going to have to uh, empty it yourself. So a chunk of the house yeah. couldn't be fucking used because it was full. I guess from, like, just his childhood crap. I sort of admire how little effort he went to to clean his parents' house. Oh, it was wet. It was definitely his childhood home. Like a hundred percent, we realized after we were there. Definitely the strip, and he was so like nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, this is all fine. I don't know why anyone would have a problem with this. And it's like there's a toilet in the sitting room. There's, <laughs> there's a literal toilet here. <laughs> I don't want to have a party where someone pisses in the sitting room, dude. I don't. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> this. This is not good. <laughs> In saying that, we could have set the television up right across from the toilet so you could sit down in the toilet while you watch TV or play Fallout. Excellent. Man, that would have ruled. Take a shit at like the most challenging moments combined. <laughs> Fallout stress. <laughs> and I no longer have the fear. <laughs> yeah, so that's the weirdest that's the weirdest fucking rental property we've ever seen. Um, that that was really strange. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen weirder uh, ones. I've just was there not it a, out. Was there a weirder one? No, that was the weirdest one. As far as I can remember, anyway. I don't remember any stranger ones. The weirdest we experience found... I ever remember looking for a house was when we looked at some really shitty student place in Portobello, and it, we just saw a parent literally hand a wad of cash to the letting agent, <laughs> like, we'll take it. That was a nice little house. And they were like, grand, so, all right, I guess we don't live here. Yeah, he basically said he'd go guarantor. He could pay them the rent and deposit, and he'd go guarantor on the house. But it wasn't. It wasn't a nice house. It was just a good student house. Like, yeah, well, that's that's true. Yeah, well, it had a really fucking sweet fireplace area and stuff. So, like for like a living area, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and the rooms yeah. were all fairly big, and and actually, they like they weren't that would have been great. Cold. Yeah, that actually would have been a very nice house. We had no chance though. We were we were in the lead until the student's dad came in, and then at that point, just we didn't even need to like give our details over because it was it was it didn't matter. <laughs> they really did. Like he bought them the place, and he said, "Like, look, I'll go guarantor on it. So if they don't pay, you can just charge me." So I mean, that was it for us. Like, you know what I found out? Awesome. What? 
Ah, uh, I think I have. Yes. Yes, I can access the National EOR register. Okay. Using the... Hmm. This, this podcast is going to be criminal evidence someday. I don't think so. Not against <clears> us, <throat> though, which is a first. Not against me. I've done nothing wrong. You live in the house. Yeah, against my will. I was forcibly kidnapped. There is some, there's some random evidence for you a prosecutor. Need, you, only need the, uh, you only need the details of the meter to download the full report from the, uh, from the, from the website. But unfortunately, it doesn't tell you whether they're the previous one. Ah, uh, see? See, that's how they protect you. Fucking big pharma. Oh, yeah. My mom's obsessed with me becoming a landlord. She's so desperate for me to be a landlord. I don't know why. Because that's how you ascend. What does she want to? <sighs> she wants me and Aoife to buy a place. And her go-to is that, like, yeah, I know you guys are planning to move, but, like, you know, then you can just rent it. And it's like, that is probably the most fucking head-wrecking idea I've ever heard in my life. Why don't you, outside of the country, be a landlord? First of all, I don't want to be a landlord anyway. An international fucking landlord. Get out of here. No. No. I can't think of anything worse. Like, why would I subject myself to such misery? Ultimately, my mom just wants me to, like, buy a house and knock Eve up. I guess that's just her endgame. I'm pretty sure she was telling people that she's, at the she's wedding. Kinda getting you, she's trinda getting you to she's kinda jump getting you to try and jump the gun. Like surely surely you should get your own house before you start renting it out to somebody else. Well, I think her idea is that she knows we won't be here forever. So like if we buy a place we can then rent it out as soon as we leave. You know what I mean? But like that's not a good reason to, that's not a good excuse to buy a house. That's a terrible reason to buy a house. <laughs> that's a really, that's a great that's a really a bad house. scenario. It's a pretty bad reason to buy a house at this point in time. I'm waiting for the yeah. crash. Then I'm buying my mom's house and kick her out. <laughs> Here. The dream. Now look what happened. Now I am the one in charge. Now you get pregnant and look buy at a house. Me. Now I am the <laughs> captain. Yeah, I, just, I can't think of anything worse. Like the idea of being a fucking landlord. What a nightmare. I don't even want to own a house. I'm happy where I am. <laughs> I, have, I have a good spot in life. Things are good for me. Why do I want to fuck that up? The living room. The living room is where it's good for you. But then you move to the bedroom and you're like, fuck, I need a new house. And then you're Dan, on the stairs yeah. and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here. The stairs are my favorite part because I have that big windowsill that I can sit on and drink coffee when it's raining. That is true. I imagine you're doing that a lot. It's great. It's my favorite spot in the house. Well, like R.E.M. or something suitably mopey place. Well, I just I normally just sing out loud. So like Dido, I sing a Dido a lot. Um, end of the world. Everybody you know, hurts. I sing a stand by REM. Uh, I'll uh, sing that out, out into the rain. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Um, Pacific Coast Party. Pacific Coast Party by this by Smash Mouth. I'll sing that out into the rain. Uh, fuck. In too deep by some forty one. Yeah, man, fucking love it. What a great That's time to be alive. The one album is a fucking great album. All killer, no filler, fucking time. rules. First yeah, album yeah. I ever bought, baby. <laughs> Woo! I've been rewatching. Re ah, fuck, I'll do it some other time. Uh, all right, this has been episode 42 of Morning Brew. I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. 
I'm uh, still Stephen Burke. Burke. That was whole... kind of good. <laughs> Steve and I are the same entity, so it's fine. It's fine. There's oh. a bunch of connection issues happening oh. tonight. What are we going to do? Uh, this has been episode 42. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you like it on Spotify. Or if you're against Spotify, that's fine. I think we all are at this point. Um, <laughs> you can like us on iTunes, though. You can share it around. It always helps. We jumped up the rankings pretty hard last year because of all the, the people that listen to this and share it around. Um, uh, genuinely reached heights that we wouldn't have got without spending thousands for a brand new podcast. So I appreciate it a lot. So make sure you keep doing that. Bye. The earth is flat. Ciao. Well, then that's not... Of course the earth is flat. That's not a good way to end it. You're just telling truths. Sorry. The earth is triangular.